Thank you for downloading this audio edition of a complete chapter from the volume entitled On Common Ground, International Perspectives on the Community Land Trust. I'm John Emmius Davis, one of the book's editors, along with my colleagues Lena Algood and Maria Hernandez-Torales. On Common Ground was published in June 2020 by Terra Nostra Press, a division of the Center for CLT Innovation. We hope that you enjoy the following program. Chapter 13. A Watershed Land Trust in Honduras. Profile of Fundación Ecoverde Sostenible by Kirby White and Nola White. Read by Susan Allen Craig. The Honduran nonprofit organization known as FECOVESO, Fundación Ecoverde Sostenible, serves rural communities in northwest Honduras. Financial support for these services is provided by a charitable nonprofit in the United States, the Honduras Community Support Corporation. FECOVESO is a specialized community land trust that acquires and holds parcels of land surrounding the water sources for gravity feed systems serving small mountain communities. Becoveso also functions as a funding vehicle for a variety of community development projects in these and other small communities in the region. Background The origins of Becoveso can be traced to the early 1990s when a Peace Corps volunteer named Nola White was sent to Honduras to assist with the development of gravity-feed water systems in mountain communities in the Northwest. Until then, water for local households had been carried from nearby streams, usually in large jars borne on the heads of women. The Peace Corps and the Honduran government provided materials and technical assistance to build these systems. The physical labor was provided by residents of the communities themselves. NOLA's role involved initiating, organizing, and supporting these projects in one community after another. It was a role for which she was exceptionally well qualified through her social skills and her previous experience as a community organizer in the USA. Three years with the Peace Corps left her with many friends in Honduras. She returned a number of times in the next few years to visit the communities where she had worked, as well as neighboring ones. These were not only social visits, however. She also became increasingly involved in supporting a variety of community development projects in the places she visited, acquiring watersheds, improving water systems, and constructing schools. She was known locally as the gringa who came back. It quickly became apparent that these projects needed funding that was going to be impossible to find in Honduras. So she recruited friends and family to establish a nonprofit organization in the United States to serve as a vehicle for raising funds in the USA that could be directed to projects in Honduras. The Honduras Community Support Corporation, HCSC, was founded in 2002. She then worked with community leaders and others in Honduras to establish a second nonprofit, Fundación Ecoverde Sostenible, FECOVESO. The dual mission of this Honduran organization 
was to manage and to allocate funds received from HCSC and to function as a regional land trust, permanently protecting the water sources and watersheds on which community water systems depended. The Region and Its Communities the mountainous region served by Fecoveso measures roughly 60 kilometers from north to south and 60 kilometers from east to west. It is bounded on the north by the Caribbean Sea, on the west by the Guatemala border, on the east by the highway between the port city of Puerto Cortes and the inland industrial city of San Pedro Sula, and on the south, roughly, by the height of land between the north and south slopes of the mountain range. Except for the fringes along the coastal highway and the Puerto Cortes-San Pedro highway, the entire region is off the national electric grid. It is also roadless, except for a few caminos that are more or less passable for four-wheel drive vehicles, but are used mostly by people on foot or on horse or muleback. By modern standards of countries in the global north, the people living in the small communities scattered throughout this rural region in Honduras would be seen as deeply deprived and extremely poor. They live very much as people have lived in these mountains for countless generations, without motor vehicles, without electricity, and, for the most part, without money. Yet, in some important ways, they are much better off than the majority of Honduran city dwellers, who are beset by varying degrees of physical insecurity, violence, displacement, and potential starvation. The mountain people live in circumstances that may not appear to offer many benefits. The homes in each community are widely scattered, with no recognizable street grid, no stores, the nearest store may be a day's walk away, and no regular medical services, the nearest clinic may also be a day's walk away. What these people do have is the security, connections, and comfort of living in genuine communities. They know who all of their neighbors are, who all of their neighbors' relatives are, and how the various extended families within the community are interrelated. One of the communities with which Feco Veso has worked is called Los Mejias, Mejia being the last name of most of the people in the community. As a resident of such a community, you may or may not like all your neighbors and relatives, but you are unlikely to fear them. And if you need help, it is likely they will do what they can for you. There is real security in such a community. There is also security in the kind of home ownership such people have, even though very few of them hold what others would recognize as secure legal title to their homes. In some cases, their ownership rights are based on no more than their neighbor's acknowledgement that the family has always lived there. In other cases, they may have a written record of the property having been sold to them, the equivalent of a quitclaim deed in what is likely to be a long chain of unrecorded quitclaim deeds. If some wealthier person were to have a financial motive for legally dislodging them, it would be quite easy to do, but this rarely happens. The dwellings that the mountain people have on such properties are, by most standards, primitive. Some of them are traditional bahareque, mud-and-stick structures with thatched roofs. Others are built with planks slabbed from local timber with a chainsaw and roofed with, 
typically recycled, metal sheeting. Most homes have hard-packed dirt floors. Cooking is done on wood-fired stoves, which also provides some comfort during chilly days in the rainy season, though the climate is relatively mild year-round. The diet of the mountain people, like their shelter, is simple and sufficient. Corn and beans are the core of their diet. A household's corn is typically grown in small patches of approximately an acre in size, sometimes some distance from the household's dwelling. Beans are more often grown in dooryard gardens. All crops are cultivated with a hoe. When corn is harvested, the ears are usually stored, still in their dried husks, on overhead racks in the stove-dried kitchen area, to be shucked and shelled as they are needed. The shelling is likely to be done by a woman sitting in the kitchen door with a pan in her lap, and typically with the dooryard chickens gathered around to chase after any kernels that escape the pan. The shelled corn is then ground in a hand-cranked grinder, the cranking of which is one of the many tasks that typically fall to the children of the house. Meat is rarely a part of the diet, but there are many kinds of fruit, including citrus, bananas, avocados, mangoes, papayas, coconuts, and more, that can be grown in the dooryard or gathered from where they grow wild. And there are always kids who know where things grow and are ready to climb the trees and pick what's ripe. This way of life remains mostly as it has been for many generations. The one thing that is new, for the more fortunate of these remote communities, is that the water is now piped directly to each family's home. This benefit is provided by gravity-feed water systems that typically collect water from small streams, which have been dammed to create retention pools as high in the watershed as possible. Fecoveso as a Land Trust A majority of the funding that Fecoveso receives from HCSC has been used to purchase watershed lands that surround the sources of water for these mountain communities. Control of such lands is crucial because larger parcels tend to be owned by non-residents whose interest in the land is likely to include commercial cattle grazing and logging, uses that are not in the best interest of the people who live nearby. Honduran law does give local communities a collective right to draw water from springs or streams on private land. It is virtually impossible, however, for these communities to protect the quality of this water against the polluting effects of grazing and logging if they do not have control over the surrounding watershed, including not only the immediate pool from which the water is piped, but the more distant areas from which the water drains. To exert such control, the land in question must be held, in legally enforceable terms, either directly by the community served or by a reliable stewardship institution, holding the property and protecting the water on a community's behalf. Direct collective ownership by the communities themselves is not practical in most cases. The communities are very small and are typically not incorporated, so they cannot hold recorded title to real property. Even if a community has been incorporated, as a few have been with Fecovesos assistance, 
There are practical reasons for vesting ownership of watershed lands in a more extensive regional stewardship institution rather than having these lands owned and managed by a very small community and governed by a board of supervisors, patronado, that is subject to all the complications of local politics. Fecoveso's founders did consider the possibility of direct community ownership, but quickly decided in favor of ownership by a regional organization. The founders also considered the possibility of allowing certain other land uses on Fecoveso's watershed lands if such uses did not interfere with watershed protection. Here again, however, they chose not to involve the organization in the complicated process of deciding what did or what did not interfere with watershed protection in a particular locale. As a land trust, therefore, Fecoveso has a single, very specific purpose, to protect the watersheds on which households within the communities depend for their domestic water supply. As of this writing, Fecoveso has acquired and presently holds 17 parcels of land, totaling about 376 acres, in watersheds supplying 15 water systems. Some systems serve multiple communities. The organization has also purchased fencing materials to protect otherwise unenclosed parcels and has supported reforestation in some of the watersheds. Fencing and reforestation work is done by members of the communities being served by the water supply, although a substantial amount of reforestation work was done in one watershed by personnel from a nearby Honduran naval base. FECOVESO as a Community Development Organization Community development projects carried out by FECOVESO include the construction of new water systems and the expansion and repair of existing systems. The U.S. Peace Corps is no longer doing such work in Honduras. Other significant community development projects have included the construction, expansion, and repair of schools. These buildings are important to the communities not only in providing for elementary education, but also as community meeting places. Fecoveso has provided materials for constructing or expanding 12 schools and for repairing 19 others. It has provided desks, or the materials to make desks, for six schools. Fecoveso has also helped some communities to build or to improve basic medical facilities, to build footbridges over mountain streams and, in a few cases, to improve mountain roads so that four-wheel drive vehicles can deliver materials to remote communities. The nature of Fecoveso's role in such projects is defined by three important principles. First, the needs to be addressed by a project must be identified by community members themselves. Secondly, there must be evidence of community-wide support for the project. Lastly, the work required by the project must be carried out by community residents. Exceptions are work that requires operating special equipment, such as a bulldozer, or work that requires special expertise, such as the masonry entailed in constructing a water tank. Fecoveso's role is limited to covering the cost of necessary materials and to providing expertise that the community itself does not possess and cannot possibly pay for.
FECOVESO Governance and Operations. The Board of Directors for FECOVESO includes representatives of the communities where FECOVESO owns watershed land, plus other individuals with legal, financial, or technical expertise. HCSC is not formally represented on the FECOVESO Board, although Nola White serves on the boards of both organizations. The governing board of FECOVESO meets monthly in an office facility located on a parcel of land that is owned by FECOVESO. The organization's staff currently consists of two part-time employees, native Hondurans who are paid modest salaries. Nestor Lainis does the record-keeping for the organization and has extensive experience with water systems, building construction, and other practical matters. Maribel Reyes Ayala is an attorney who deals with legal and financial matters for VECOVESO, functioning as the de facto executive director. She lives in a house immediately adjacent to the office. Communities seeking assistance for either watershed protection or a community development project must submit a written proposal, solicitude, to FECOVESO's board, specifying the need to be addressed by the project and detailing the cost of meeting that need. The solicitudes are reviewed by a board committee that includes Nestor Lainis, who visits proposed sites and evaluates construction plans and budgets. Based on Nestor's analysis, the committee may recommend modifications of the proposed project to increase its effectiveness and or to reduce its cost. Once satisfied that a proposed project meets FECOVESO's criteria, the committee presents the project to the full board of directors for consideration at its next monthly meeting. In reviewing a proposed project, the board takes into account not only the committee's recommendation, but also the availability of funds at that point in the current fiscal year. In FECOVESO's early years, Final approval for both watershed acquisitions and community development projects was given by the HCSC Board. However, the current practice provides annual block grants from HCSC to FECOVESO. All decisions determining how to allocate funds within Honduras are made by FECOVESO's Board. In supporting more expensive projects, such as those involving the purchase of larger parcels of land, FECOVESO has sometimes been able to partner with other institutions to put together the necessary funding. Most notably, it has been possible to leverage support for several projects from the Municipalidad de Amoa, which is the equivalent of a county government in the USA in its geographical extent and political function. Included within the jurisdiction of the Municipalidad de Amoa are most of the communities served by FECOVESO. The Future of FECOVESO FECOVESO has come of age as an accomplished and sustainable organization. It has a strong track record and the respect of other institutions in Honduras. It is staffed, administered, and governed by Hondurans, who run the organization without the on-site presence of Nola White, who is now 82 years old and has begun cutting back on the three to four months of every year that she used to spend in Honduras. Financially, however, FECOVESO still relies on HCSC, 
its organizational partner in the United States, for most of the funding that is needed to continue the current level of activity in Honduras. HCSC is staffed entirely with volunteers and has almost no administrative overhead, so nearly every dollar that is raised goes directly to support the projects and operations of FECOVESO. www.hcsc-honduras.org This has been an audio presentation of a published chapter from the book entitled On Common Ground. To order the entire volume of 26 essays authored by scholars and practitioners from a dozen different countries, or to learn more about the International Community Land Trust movement, please visit the website of the Center for CLT Innovation. We can be found at www.cltweb.org. Thank you for listening.